Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a special top five edition of Soap Dish Salem Style and Soap Dish Port Charles Style. I am your host, Tony Ann. And with me this week, I've got Aria and Michael. And we are counting down the top five songs that we love because we heard them on a soap. So kicking us off, Aria, why don't you go first? What is number five for you? So ironic because we just talked about this song and Michael called it ungood. <laughs> just throw me All off fair. front street. Throw me <laughs> off front street. I'll stand ten toes on that. I don't like the damn song. It's not good. Do you? Most. My number but okay. five. Actually, most of my list is from like the 2000s, but my number five is Can't Live Without Your Love by Kelly Moneymaker. And good that's choice during the conversation. <laughs> good choice. I love that song. Me I love too. that song for years. I've always liked this song, and I, I think I first discovered it during like, I don't know, the first time we ever heard it, but the one I remember was during the montage into like 2002 with like bone hope dancing and that was the first time we heard it because she was actually performing live at the blue note yeah and they did a whole montage with like brady and chloe and yeah billy and like there was a whole lot of characters Mm -hmm. going through like whatever they they were going through at the time but i just liked it and it just it stuck with me ever since then and it's one of the songs i love playing whenever I play my day's playlist because I have one. Um, when I play it on Spotify, it's just, it's it's good. And I really grew to love it because of that montage. And yeah, that's yeah. My number five. That is an excellent choice. I love that song. Michael, what is coming um, in at number creativity. five? For <laughs> okay, Michael, what is coming in at number five for you? Well, for my number five, it was a song I already knew before I saw it. Um, but during my classic days we watched, it became a huge staple in days 1997. And my number five is Baby Faces, You Are So Beautiful. Okay. So the story behind it is basically, where does that start? Because that storyline out actually took six months as a culmination and I'm still not over it. Um, Basically, Carrie and Mike went on this trip to Los Angeles to find a cure for Roman's flower disease. That's what we're calling it now after the second story. Um, While there, they had to pretend that they were dating in front of Dr. Craig Wesley, who was not married to Nancy for some strange reason, but here we are. And they danced to that song. And that became their song for a long, 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 long time. Jump to everybody in the city goes to fucking Rome for some reason. Was it Rome, Tony? I think it was Rome. Yes, it was Rome. Okay, so I'm okay. I knew it was Italy, but I can't remember the city. At this point, Carrie and Austin are married, but she hears this song playing 7,000 times while in Italy, and she cannot remember why that song brings her so much feeling. So one day, actually it was night, and she was looking out the window and she heard the song playing again. Why? We don't know. 
I guess that was the only song they played in Italy at the time. You do know why. Sammy and Franco set it up. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the save, Tony. Anyways, <laughs> she heard it playing, and she just so happened to look up. And Mike was in the room above from hers. And she was like, oh, dear God, now I remember. It was the song that we danced to. Why didn't you say anything, Mike? And the rest is history. And that was just such a moment for me. I was very amused by that moment. And that is why it's my number five. Amused is not quite the word I would use. I remember your reaction <laughs> when you watched it. You were overwhelmed by that moment, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Tony, let's not take that him out for a second time. <laughs> is that the word we're going to go with? Yes. Yes, it is. I'll take that. All right. Well, coming in at number five. Overcome. For... Overcome. I'll accept that word. Okay. That's fine. You can accept that word too. Coming in at number five for me, we're going to go across the pond over to Hollyoaks. And this was a song that I had heard before, but the original version was very fast. And Hollyoaks decided to use a slower acoustic version in a moment where where uh, a character was dying on his wedding day they played the song 500 miles as he was laying there dying and for some reason after I saw that scene and heard that song that song has stuck with me ever since the slow version it's called 500 miles and it's the slowed down version is so beautiful and so sad and I have a thing for sad songs so that is why it is my number five all right, what is coming in at number four for you? So my number four, it's a song that I loved way before Days. Um, I had discovered it before, like it aired on Days. But I thought the way they used it was just like perfect. And it's You Got It Bad by Usher. And they when played- did they use that? They played it during the last, last blast. In oh my God, that's right. They did. Oh, I and forgot about that. Yeah. The last, last blast. Excuse yes. me. Yeah. My friends and I made fun of that because they it sounded so silly. Like when we watched it back in the day, it, the last, last blast. But yeah, that's what they called. Go into detail about this. This is a year I missed. So I don't know anything about this. So basically it was... A moment like those longing glances that was shared between um I think Sean and Bell because Sean they, and Bell, I think Philip yeah. and Chloe too. Yeah, the, yeah. They were having some, they were going I, through some things at that time as well. Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that I was that was the year after the whole um opera girl girl.net drama and yep. The, they came off of the whole thing about that. So I think, yeah, they were sharing some looks as well. And, the and show... she also knew, and she also had just found out that she had leukemia. So she was, no, yeah, she was, because she, she collapsed at, at, she fainted at the dance, but she was going to start treatment the next day. She knew it oh, didn't tell anyone. I don't, I don't remember that actually, but I remember her fainting, but I thought she found out afterwards, but that no, she sense. found out before because because Craig and Nancy were nervous about letting her go to the dance, but she wanted one last night of fun with her friends. Okay, that makes sense. 
So yeah, uh, and Shell were going through the whole uh, Jan drama because they, she had just found out like not long before the prom that um, Sean wasn't the father of Jan's baby. And uh, no, he found out. She didn't find out till the dance. Sean knew. He lied. Yeah, but he told her everything at the last blast. He found out that that Jan lied the morning of their graduation. So the night of the dance, he told (laughs) Belle everything and they got back together. That was at the dance? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like the whole Jan drama, like I know... I know that I'm I'm just saying like she just recently found out that he wasn't the father of uh Jan's baby and he found out that Jan actually fell down the stairs. I was getting there. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Um however, like they were sharing sharing some moments on on the dance floor and it just it just was so perfect. They this was the perfect song for that. And like I already loved the song way before it, but I really loved how they used it. And we saw like, like longing moments between Sean and Bell and Philip and Chloe. And also, I think at that point, um Cynthia and Jason wanted still to mess with them. So they had like balloons filled with some type of like there was something in it. I don't know if it was pig's blood like they did with uh, Philip and Chloe a few years prior. But there was something in it. And they they wanted to ruin it for Chloe and Shell. But Mimi... <laughs> Mimi I was going to say Mimi or somebody interrupted them, right? If I remember yeah, correctly. Mimi and Kevin, I think, figured it out and kind of pushed um, Kevin... Um, no, not Kevin. Jason and Cynthia like towards each other instead and the balloon exploded on them so yeah that was going on while the song was playing and i just i don't know i just liked the song and i just thought they used it in a perfect way and it fit what the characters were going through at the time and it's a great song i love usher so hey that's my number four i didn't realize that song was that old i have enjoyed learning about the lastest blast You don't What's like ca- the last blast. I'm really curious if your opinion on them will change once you actually watch their story in full, once you get there in your day's binge. I watched that as a child and I didn't like that. So Yeah, but a lot of things you didn't like as a child you are coming to change your mind about as an adult. So name one. Isabella. Barely. Name another. One life to live, Victoria Lord. I don't want to talk about that one. Name another. <laughs> Well, this is as an adult, but Spencer and Trina. That doesn't count. Name another. Why don't you name your number four instead? (laughs) (laughs) If you really wanted to cut me deep, you could just say a book English. But um, my number four, I feel like this is kind of a throwaway one because everyone who's ever watched Days loves this song. And it is Friends and Lovers by Gloria Loring. Also shocked it's Robin that low. Thicke, also known as Robin Thicke's mother and Carl Anderson. The song of not only Shane and Kim, but Victor and Caroline. It is a song 
They play that song at weddings. They play that song at funerals. They play the hell out of that song. They they play that song at graduations. It is just one of those songs that moves you when you play it. You can relate to it. The power that it has, the cultural significance that it has. It it is a song, and that is all I can say on it. That's all I need to say on it. And Let's be clear. Robin Fit needs to be playing. What is that woman's name? Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Tony. His mother, Gloria Loring. N- no, the character she played. Oh, Liz Chandler. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, Robin Thicke should be playing Liz Chandler and Neil. Neil. Yes, I I know Neil, but I can't think of his last Curtis. name. Curtis. Curtis, thank you. Says long lost son. I don't know how it happened. I don't care how it happened. You've made other shit work, so make this work for me. And that is my number four. Sorry, y'all. Y'all have seen the behind the scenes of when I forget shit and Tony has to remind me. I'm pretty sure it's not the first time that's happened and it probably won't be the last. No, they seem to, we've tried to cover that up much nicely when we're on the air and that was not one of those moments. <laughs> but coming in at number four for me is the song Million Tears by Casey Chambers, which is another song used in the 2002 Last Blast. That was the song that Sean and Belle danced to when Belle decided to forgive Sean for all of the craziness with Jan and I have loved that song and this was at the that... lastest blastest. Yes, but I am not <laughs> the last last blast. <laughs> yes, or as I just like to call it, the 2002 last blast because any other name is just dumb. I thought um, they graduated in 2004. No, they graduated in 2002, regardless of whatever retcon they decided to give us later because they aged up the characters. Oh, I know okay, what so I even aged mad. them up. Like they went from um 19 to 21. In 2004, so they yeah, jumped so two I, years, but yeah, I know what I saw in 2002. That is what it happened, and that that is one of my favorite songs, and actually one of my favorite scenes in general. I think I've I rewatched that scene a bunch after it aired. It was like one of the scenes I had downloaded on my computer that I would just rewatch all the time. Is this why you get this up when I say that Sean and Bell need to divorce? <laughs> yes, because Sean and Bell were my ship before I knew what shipping was. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but they need like, to go ahead and hit the courtroom. I have loved them since I was eight years old in every incarnation that has existed of them. I'm so, so sorry. Pick legends. I don't know what to tell you, but they need to divorce. That song could have been good if someone else was singing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know exactly which song she's talking about, but I don't know. I have a, such a love-hate thing with it. But I, I can see the vision. <laughs> All right, what's coming in at number three for you? So my number three, this song I did discover on days, and it's we're still keeping it last blast crew. Um, it is "I Need You" by Leanne Rhymes. Oh, good choice. The way like this, ugh, it was such a magical. Wait a minute, hold on. Whose song was it for? Like what character? Philip and Chloe. The whole ice skating moment, I think in 2000, if I'm not mistaken, 
There's a whole lot of home wrecking going on in that did scenario. It, go didn't that song debut at the 2000 Last Blast when she when she possibly debuted when she debuted but in I'm the not red dress? Sure. And they the fucking last it probably last did, but I did. The, the yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first time they used it, and then that became their song after yeah. that. I think I think how that's, many last blasts are there? Three, 1990, 1999, four. 2000, 2001, and 2002. So four. Then anyway, the reunion. So that's that's most polarists. Why? Anyway, the moment that stuck like out to that me thing. with the song, because yeah, is it most likely was used the first time during like the whole red dress reveal, um, or when they danced. I'm not sure, but probably. However, the moment that made this song like it for me was during their ice skating moment and oh my god that was such a moment that is like one of my top five flowy moments it was, that was so good so and didn't cute. they flash back to that uh during jkj's last stint at one point yeah they did i think they carved he carved or they carved their initials on that tree on the same episode no maybe not no maybe that's a later no that's i think later. that's later because i think right after the ice skating is when they find marlo's body with the can yeah i think that was sean and bell that did find them or her body sorry um but yeah that's the same episode or like a, a day later or something like that but yeah that song stuck with me after um after that ice skating moment it was so beautiful and it just huh it was it was so them and the song fit them and i miss the times when couples had like a song for them but yeah um i also i also like that moment with philip like in 2001 when they were in puerto rico um and he had like a guitar and he sang to like uh oh my god i don't even think chloe was there for that it was the whole campfire group on the island right yeah she did not want to come because Philip was there. So she left uh, before the plane left. So, but yeah, he sang to like uh, his own vision of Chloe and he had his guitar. So that was cute too. But like, definitely the ice skating moment is what made this song like it for me. So yeah, that's my number three. Michael, what's coming in at number three for you? <clears throat> So for number three for me, I am going with Gloria Estefan's Here We Are, which is the song of Bo and my favorite, my only Billy, Krista Allen. Um, During this time, Bo and Hope were together and were planning this beautiful big church wedding in 1996. Was that night? Yes, 1996. Yes. Um, And Billy returned home and try as she might she tried her best to respect Bo and Hope's relationship and upcoming marriage but ever so often she would flash back to her life with Bo and their song would play and they played it so much that it became a staple in both my on the work rotation um, on the way to work rotation and in the group message so that is my number three all right, coming in at number three for me is the song Say Goodnight, Not Goodbye, which was used in the episode where Bo and Hope had to give up JT. It was used in the montage of the very end of that episode after J- 
JT had left with the Rybers and we kind of saw Sean dealing with the pain of it. We saw Bo punching a um, heavyweight bag in the basement. We saw Hope upstairs in the nursery just hugging um, the baby book and they had this song playing in the background and it's a moment that sticks with me. I really love sad songs, like I said before. And this was one of my favorites. And I think my favorite moment of that whole montage was the moment where like Bo is just punching the heavyweight bag and he finally just punches it to the point where he can't punch anymore and he just starts sobbing and he breaks down crying. And whenever Peter Reckle cries, I cry. So that song has always stuck with me. I remember when, oh, that song I'm is- noticing, I'm sorry, but I'm noticing a stark difference in my list compared to y'all's list. I'm going based by what I remember because I don't remember the 90s. <laughs> no, no, but no, if, no, no. It, if I... it, it's a difference here. <laughs> it's a difference here that if you know, you know. It's just, it, it's just funny to hear it out loud. It's funny. Well, what were you going to say, Ariet? I remember when uh, when Sean Sr. sang that song. Didn't he sing it before like it played, or am I misremembering? I think he might have started it and then it kicked off into the actual song. I'm, I yeah. don't quite remember. I do like that song though, because like I remember like feeling so sad when those scenes aired. Like that entire episode was sponsored by Kleenex. Oh. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. Like they literally did this whole limited inter- limited commercials brought to you by Kleenex because they knew this episode was going to rip out our souls and that's Aww. exactly what it did. Yeah, it was sad. But do you have a happier choice coming in for your number two? Yeah, I do. Um, this is an artist. I like I said, um, they my list is based on like the two thousands. So, but this is an artist they used a lot, and I in like 2001 to maybe like four or five and it's not the one you'd think but it's could not love you more if i tried by edwin edwin mccain i think his name is um it's a song that played during a montage with rex and mimi and like his more popular song most popular song i think is i'll be it was in a cinderella story yeah and that's the song that they associate with sean and bell because i believe it was playing over their first kiss yeah but the song that i prefer from him is actually this one could not love you more if i tried it played during a montage when it was actually a sad time before uh, for mimi because she was contemplating having an abortion and rex had prepared a dinner for her and like it was so such a romantic moment though despite like what she was going through and uh, it just stuck with me ever since then it was cute very romantic and it's one of their songs that i love it's one song of theirs that i hate like i said i i miss the times when ships used to have like a a song for them or like more than one song and they had like four songs there were one there was one song i hated but this one definitely is one of my faves for them and it just fit the moment and it fit them like there's a lyric in there that i can't remember right now but that basically describes their love story and it 
that's why I think it fits so well. Like it, it goes something like, I don't remember right now, but when I do, I'll let you know. But yeah, that's my number two. All right, Michael, what is coming in at number two for you? Okay, so my number two comes with a long, long, long explanation. So buckle in, guys. Okay, so my number two is from The Bold and the Beautiful, and it is Al Jarreau's After All. Okay, so to cover this story, I have to give almost a year worth of backstory. So in the beginning of this story, you have the Forrester family. Um, we have Stephanie and Eric, the parents of Ridge, and they run a fashion pub, a fashion house. Yes, a fashion house where there is Caroline, who is the heiress to publishing magnets, Bill Spencer. So Caroline and Ridge are casually dating, but Ridge is a playboy, and Caroline is very much the quintessential soap good girl who is saving herself for marriage. So, to finally get to have sex with Caroline, Ridge, is, Ridge proposes to Caroline, and they are planning to have this beautiful, illustrious wedding, and it's going to be the most beautiful thing that side of L.A., right? Cool. So, Ridge being the playboy that he is, he just could not handle spending all that time not having sex. So... He begins carrying on an affair with some lady whose name I can't remember because she's that insignificant to the story. Anyways, Bill Spencer, Caroline's father, does not like Ridge at all, think he's the scum of the earth and does not deserve his daughter. Anyways, <clears throat> he catches on to Ridge and begins to have him followed by a private investigator. The private investigator follows all the leads and eventually follows Ridge and Alex, that is her name, the um, mistress, Alex, up to the um, hotel room where he catch, gets pictures of both Ridge and Alex and let's just say they weren't playing spades in the bed. So the pictures finally get back to Bill and Bill, like the bastard he is, he brings the pictures to Caroline on Caroline's wedding day. Caroline sees the pictures and Bill basically tells her, well, hey, I'm not going to force you to leave him, but it's your choice. Caroline walks down the aisle and faints in the middle of it. While in the hospital, and I know this is getting long, folks, but I have to cover it for, for it to make sense. While in the hospital, she befriends a woman who um, some might call this revisionist history, but kick rocks, who goes up to the hospital to make sure that Caroline is okay after hearing that Caroline had fainted on the news. And that woman's name is Brooke Logan. Um, They become quick friends, and basically Brooke tells Caroline, you can do better than that, man. You can stand up on your own two feet. So Caroline does that. She moves into an apartment. She gets her own little job, and Things are going well. Ridge is still knocking at her door, but you know what? She just wants to figure out who Caroline is until Ridge decides to grow up. Also during this time, Caroline becomes really, really, really close friends with Ridge's brother, Thorne. Are y'all following me? I've made everyone yes. go to sleep. Yes, we're <laughs> following you. I'm sorry. I, 
I promise y'all I wouldn't be telling y'all this story if it did not coincide with the choice. Okay, so during this time, Caroline becomes good friends with Ridge's brother, Thorne. Thorne at this time has fallen in love with Caroline, but doesn't move on it because he knows that Caroline still has feelings for Ridge and vice versa. Also during this time, Brooke is getting really close with Ridge and they begin to casually date. So, to drown her sorrows about Ridge, Caroline decides to go to a bar where she meets a man who's very friendly to her and offers to walk her home. Sadly, this man was not as nice as he seemed, and he attacked Caroline into her apartment and raped her. Caroline was having such a rough time with this rape, but Thorne was there during the whole time to help build her back up and to keep her strong. She falls in love with Thorne and after the rape trial, they're engaged to be married. Okay, I'm getting to the part where I, the story's winding down. Okay, so in preparation for their wedding, Thorne decides to take Caroline on, Caroline on this beautiful shopping spree on Rodeo Drive. And then after that shopping spree, they took a trip to the beach and frolicked in the water and did all that spin-along soapy shit that people love. And then they went to a nice romantic dinner as this song, After All, by Al Jarreau was playing. And to me, that is what I fucking watch soaps for. I watch soaps for the romance. I watch soaps for the beautiful location shoots. I've been talking so much, I'm starting to get tongue-tied, God. Um... That was a quiz essential soap moment for me to watch. And that is why After All by Al Jarreau is my number two. Sorry, guys. I don't think I've heard that song. So I'm just going to let you have that because I don't really have oh, anything no, to darling, say. Oh, no, darling. I'm posting the clip on the um, account after we post this. Okay. I, I look forward. I was going to have a prime music moment like that and not save it. Tony, do you know me? Well, I look forward to seeing that with the rest of our listeners because I've never actually seen or heard that song. So I'm looking forward to that. But my number two, uh, we are moving over to General Hospital. Um, and it is a song called North Star by William Lipton. It was featured in the 2019 Nurses Ball, I believe. Um and it's basically a song about friendship. And I love that song so much because it reminds me of me and my best friend. But in context of the story, um, Cameron performed it to honor Oscar, who had, I think, either just died, like, had either just died or was about to die. But it was a tribute to him. And the whole song is about how friends will always lead you back home when you get lost and I love the whole message of that song and it reminded me of my best friend so that is why it is my number two question answer what did that kid do for him to get so much vitriol from GH fans poorly (laughs) okay then uh, that's the nicest thing I I, I can do. Is it, it it honestly? I think it was the fact that it was the actor that was the problem. Soaps were not his genre, and you could tell because he was he was a decent actor in other mediums, but he was drowning in soaps, and you could tell. And 
they just kind of threw him at us and then made him a quarter main and then killed him. So it was like trying to do all this stuff to make the character work and then it didn't work and then they just ended up killing him and then we just couldn't escape him is basically the general consensus of that. But we have reached our number ones. Ariet, what is coming in at number one for you? So my number one, um, it's actually not the original song. The the artist who actually recorded this first and had it was written for them was Michael Jackson, and like he recorded a demo song, uh, a demo of this song in 1999, but he could not finish it because his song got sick, and the demo was released like in 2004, and this song is used also in made in manhattan and it's it was used on days for jack and jennifer's wedding in 2003 and it's fall again by glenn lewis and it's one of my all-time favorite songs and songs i've ever heard on days i discovered this completely on days and it has stuck with me since it's such a good song Oh my god. And I thought the way they used it in the flashback was good. Because they basically had fallen in love with each other again. And it was used during the wedding when they were dancing. <laughs> this song is so beautiful. Like whenever I listen to it, I get massive feels. And it's such a gorgeous, like beautiful song. And that it's so good. Yeah. It's definitely one of my all-time favorites that has played on days, and that's why it's number one. It's such a good song, and it has been covered by many artists as well, and Glenn Lewis is one of them, and it's absolutely beautiful in every way. It's just, it's magic, and that's why it's my number one. Michael, what's coming in at number one for you, though I think I know and I think we may have the same one. Okay, so don't throw tomatoes at me, but I have a tie for my number one. But it makes sense as in to why it's a tie. Um, The first one on this list is Caught Up in the Rapture by Anita Baker. Um, You know the moment. Let's be Good clear. Good choice. You know the moment. Excellent choice. <laughs> You like, know the I, moment. I, I don't even have to explain myself. Had like, I had the whole experience, like watching it from start to finish, I would have put that on my number one. But I haven't. So I get it. Good choice. When when you when I get, get there fully, oh slide to the top of your list. I don't even have to explain what happened in the moment. Bitch, you know it. Yeah. Uh, but my second one is another Jarlena moment song that is not talked about enough and I'm going to scream it to the top of my lungs. It is Marlena and John's song and that is Love Won't Let Me Wait by Luther Vandross. Which oh my god, is, is, is that the hot spring scene? Yes. Oh my god. Oh. I, I don't care what anybody says. There's John and Marlena's song. That moment moves me to no end to this day i hear that song and i get weak in the knees i'm surprised you didn't didn't add friends and lovers in there 
it's on it's number four but friends and lovers moves me but nothing moves me like love won't let me wait by luther vandross if you see those moments like as you're watching John and Marlena's affair and you get to that hot springs moment and that correct me correct me if I'm wrong, but they have not actually slept together yet at this point. Yes, they have. They slept together oh. twice. This is Okay, so this is, okay. this is okay. This is after so I gotta okay. explain the story. Goody. Okay. So John and Marlena have slept together twice at this point. Marlena does not know she is pregnant yet. Um but John and Marlena had decided that they would no longer be, you know, canoodling again and would keep it strictly to friendship. But their version of friendship was very different. John, you know, was pretending that everything was fine and went back to normal. Marlena couldn't. So John decided to give her her space and he begins dating the district attorney, Rebecca. Oh, God. Um. So... As a date, John decides to take Rebecca to Green Mountain Lodge, but also at the same time, actually Marlena did know she was pregnant because Roman wanted to take Marlena on a vacation before the baby arrived. I don't know why, because she was only two or three months. They had plenty of time, but whatever. Um, So they ended up in the same lodge, um, and their rooms were right next to each other, and Marlena, being the light sleeper that she was that night, had heard John and Rebecca making love in the next room. So she, to go outside and quote-unquote distract herself, goes out into the hot springs and decides to take a skinny dip. John goes to the window, sees Marlena outside, thinking she's going to catch her death, so he goes out to her. The song plays, and they just... I would like to believe that they were making love in the hot springs, but some people say they were just feeling on each other. I don't believe that. Listen, that those scenes were the hottest thing to happen with no actual sex happening in since yeah, I don't know when. I, I, I truly believe they were hunching under that water, but you know what? That's just my family. And it's also the like the conversation that that they have when they get out of the hot springs when she confesses that he she I will willed. You. I because because she because she remembered knew, his post sex routine, so he knew he she knew he would be there. Love, after you made love, you get so hot, and I knew that you would go to the window. Oh, John, I willed you. What a moment! What a moment! And your soap faves aren't going to do anything like that again. And that is why they are my number one songs. Well. Coming Wins in at number removed, the ground shifted. Y'all just don't know. <laughs> if you have not seen that story in full, I suggest to you get to your local clippers and I, get on them. I don't need a clipper, I have it on my computer. I just need to hurry up and finish the <laughs> 80s. Michael, the 80s, like I have six years of the 80s. You should have did like I did and skipped ahead. I'm not, that's not how my brain works. I need I'll to circle back around to the 80s. I cannot eventually. do that. Like, my brain needs to watch things in the chronological order. And I, I do. See, I jumped in at the wrong year. I jumped in on like 88, 89. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on 83, and it's a lot of good bope stuff for 84. 
84, Bo and Hope kind of eat the show. Not going to lie. As good as they are, they definitely eat the show in those years. I'm fine with that because I love them. Well, let's be clear. They've always eaten the show. But I mean, like, what do I have? Six years, seven years until I get to that story with John and Marlena. So we'll be in the 2000s by then. (laughs) Hopefully. But my number one is one of your no, that's okay. My number one, Michael, is one of your number ones, as I knew it would be. Um, there was no way I could not put Rapture on my list. Mm. I don't need to say anything except that song, her hair, the looks, that moment, the whipped cream. The only conflicted thing I have to say about it. Is that that song came out when Marlena went boom in the plane? But you know what? I'll I'll allow it. We yeah, but I, I I'll I'll let them have it if I can believe that Lauren Coslo is that lady's mother. <laughs> I believe anything. But that song is so good. Like that is iconic. Literally, if y'all want to talk about, if y'all want to see what we're talking about, just do a Twitter search for Jarlena and Rapture, and you will find the clip, and your world will be changed. And that is why Rapture is my number one. Does anybody have any honorable mentions they want to mention? Oh, damn it. Um, Every time I closed my eyes, my baby face, that was the only time I became an Austin and Sammy fan. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that tops it. What about you, Ariet? Um, one song that is in my head right now is um uh I Got You Babe by Sunny and Cher. It was played oh, in the two thousand they... It's a Rex and Mimi song. Okay, I'm like, I have no recollection. No wonder of this. she has no recollection. <laughs> she likes them. Or like I them. do like them. I no, I do like them. He serenaded just... first. Okay, yes. Now it's coming back to me. And okay, then yes. they played it like he played it later when she was going to jail, and he was like, "Don't you remember? This is our song." And like a flashback started, and they danced to that song. That's another good good one. I also like. Um, I swear, you're, Michael's going to hate me because it's like 2000-centric, last, last centric. But this is also another one I like, Rhythm Div- Divine. With yes, that's Divine. mine. That was my honorable mention, too. The, of all of the Sean and Bell dances, because they did a dance at every year for the last blast. It was like one of the traditions. That was my favorite one. Yeah, that's a good one. I hate this. Um, no, never mind. I'm not going to mention this one because I hate the scene. And we wasted a, such a beautiful song on the terrible oh, shit. Oh, you told me about this off air. I know what you're talking about. I mean, it's two. I actually just thought of this song now looking at my playlist. Uh, so I'm not going to mention it because this the scene was terrible. So, I mean, there's a whole lot, actually. Okay, I have one. One last one. Go ahead. Um, The Lady in Bread song. <gasps> Oh, good a, choice. I um I always find myself humming it when I'm doing the dishes. Lady and Red keeps fucking with me. <laughs> uh I will also 
because uh, Lady in Red reminds me of Stephen Kayla. I will also just mention The Rose. I love that song. Um, the Rose playing during Steve's mm-hmm. funeral in 1990 will forever make me sob my face off. Um, I love that song. It's beautiful. And so that is another honorable mention for me. One song like I haven't seen it back in the 80s or maybe 90s. I remember when it was used, but I love when it played during the heaven stuff on Beyond Salem. And it's tonight I celebrate my love. Yeah, you'll be getting to it somewhere in eight. I want to say late 83, early 84. I think it's playing during the when Hope turns 18 and she and Bo are about to have their first time before Doug walks in and has the heart attack. I'm pretty sure that song is playing. That sounds so chaotic. It was it was it was chaotic, but it was it was so good. And then that ends up becoming their song for like two or three years then they switch it to a different one then it switches back okay um there's another song that like i real. this is a ship i do not like or actually i have two but one of them i'm ducking from michael's tomatoes i don't like oh please and mike but oh no excuse me bitch no (laughs) no 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 she knows not what she says. <laughs> you know this. No, uh-uh. Yes, you do. She knows not what she says. However, she's been misled and led astray. She knows not what she speaks of, Lord. She does not know Forgive the her blasphemy. For, for sins, because she doesn't know, doesn't know what she's doing. Okay, Mm-mm. what song is it before Michael tries to get you... She don't know. She knows not. Well, neither did you before you watched. He wasn't the, the work of Doug. Doug is using her tongue, Lord. Lord. Uh, what what is the song, Ariet, before Michael tries to perform an exorcism on you? <laughs> the song, one of the songs is um How You How Do I Live with Leanne Rhymes. I don't know how often it was used for them. I know. All the time. Okay. So it wasn't just a one-time thing. No, no, they There's played even it. the disco mix. <laughs> There's a moment. Y'all have to send me the air date because, oh my God, that was a moment. There's a moment I think like he's on a cliff somewhere and she's there too. And they're just like having a flashback or something. And this song is playing. And it's oh, it's oh. So I think it, I good. think it's the flashback to when is that the flashback to when they're dancing on the at Lookout Point? Probably, probably. I have to remember when that airs. I'll send that to you later. Thank you. But yeah, it's such a good song. They play the hell out of it though. That when you're binge watching it back to back to back and you hear it six times in the span of like three hours, it can kind of make you go a little nuts. But it's such a good song. It is. And the other one, um, like I said, this is also a ship I did not like at all. It's You and Me by Lifehouse. Um, it was played for Sean and Mimi's first time. And then again, during the wedding, like I hated the ship, but damn, I love the song they got. <laughs> and see, I majorly disliked that song because it was so overplayed when it first came out. It was like everywhere. Mm. So I uh, like that's a like major yeah i remember them using this like not just days but like other like movies or something. gray's anatomy used it too it was like everywhere 
Yeah, I can see it. Like overplaying a it song. Was, cheap. was it? Yeah, it probably was. It probably was because I don't think they were that big yet. I think the success of this song is what got them that big. Yeah. What else? I, I mean, there's a whole lot of songs like that I really loved. I don't remember the moments, but when I get there, like, I'm probably, my list is probably going to change. But yeah, they've had a good list of songs used on this show and also i'm i'm going back to my uh what was it my number two remember i said a lyric like in the song um i could not love you more if i tried like there's lyrics in there that describe rex and mimi's relationship and i just found it um in the chorus towards the end like there's one sentence that he sings saying that like you might be the one i rescue but i'll be the one that you save and basically just um it just describes Rex and Mimi's relationship to a T. Um she was basically like she felt like an outsider and he came in, he loved her for who she was, and he, she basically saved him from himself. And he like there's a quote, a Rex and Mimi quote that he she taught him how to love, basically. So that that whole like lyric in there just fit them perfectly. I just wanted to mention that again and get back to the lyrics. I found it. So yeah. All right. So if there aren't any other okay. honorable mentions, I have one last one that we can close about. All right, go ahead. Every time Bill Hayes sings the most beautiful girl in the world. Oh yes. Yes. I concur. Honestly, anything Bill Hayes sings is just whew love so much also always which oh yeah that's a good one yeah that's a good one yeah like that i'll be loving you always just get gives me chills every single time i love it so much um but if we missed any of your favorite songs make sure you sound off on all of our social media and let us know some of your favorite songs um other than that we'll see y'all next week bye everybody bye Bye. Okay, now, Aria, let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> oh. Can she stop the recording for <laughs> shit? Bye. Bye. <laughs>